Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. From the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every Every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, back in the saddle here with you on the BetQL Network. Awesome to be back here on the show with my guy Ken Barkley after a couple days off uh, as we get you set for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Again, here on the BetQL Network. Every game here, Game 7, no hot take BS. We bring you bets. And we bring you sports. We're coming to you live today from the usual spots. The Odyssey app. The BetQL app. Simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern. Coming up next hour on the show. YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. And heard on radio stations nationwide, including satellite radio. Sirius Channel 160 and XM Channel 205. Ken and I here. We're bringing you the wagertainment. We're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com. And you can do so on this T3. Three words that all start with the letter T. It is, in fact, a tremendous football Thursday. January 18th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Or 2024, I guess now. The show, that's the first time I messed it up. We're, what, 18 days in? I had nailed it up until then. 2024. Show on Twitter, at you better you bet. I am on Twitter and the gram at the Costos and Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper. He's on X now and always at Lockie Lockerson. And on this tremendous football Thursday, we bring you five phenomenal guests. How about this? Adam Chernoff, Connor Allen, Rob Pozzola, Joey Kanish. Four regulars that we have on the show every week. The best in the business breaking down the NFL postseason here with us on You Better You Bet. And in addition to those four phenomenal guests, our good friend, actually is our good friend now, because we be the second time on the show in less than a month, former NFL head coach, ESPN NFL analyst, you play to win the game. 
Herman Edwards. Coach Herm, Herm Edwards, joins us later this hour on the show to talk divisional weekends in the National Football League. So Herman Edwards, Chernoff, Connor Allen, Rapazola, Joey Kanish, what a guest lineup today to get you set to bet and win on the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Plus, we haven't been on the show since Monday. We got a lot to talk about, man. It's going to be awesome, including the Eagles game against the Bucks on Monday night, the fallout from that game, and, of course, our updated takes on the four games in the divisional weekend starting on Saturday. Ravens and the Texans in Baltimore, Packers and the Niners in San Francisco, Bucks and the Lions in Detroit, and the Bills and the Chiefs in Buffalo. We'll talk about any inclement weather in the forecast, including, obviously, in Detroit. Going to be really cold on Sunday in Detroit. Look forward to see how the Bucks handle the elements. Yes, we know the game is played in a dome, but we'll talk about all of it. Updated thoughts on sides, totals. Have we changed our minds on any of the games? And we only knew one of the games when we did the show on Monday. I think we felt like we knew where things were going by the end of the show. So we will go through all four games and give you our opinions as we move along. Power Hour, Final Hour, all our bets for tonight. Uh, and I kind of like both New York teams tonight in the NBA and the NHL. So looking forward oh, to that with the Knicks and the Rays. Yeah, I feel like both New York teams. I think I like the Knicks tonight, like quite a bit. And I have one other NBA bet that we'll we'll talk about coming up towards the end of the show. We are, uh, they did look great last night. 15-point win over the Rockets. I'm loving this team right now. We are locked and loaded here. Tremendous football Thursday. Both had a couple days off. Uh, I got to spend mine overcoming a sickness, which was great. It also snowed, and it's basically icy everywhere on the road, so yeah. maybe not the most safe environment. A thank you to Ryan Horvat and our pal PJ Glasser for holding down the fort the last couple days. So, Ken, uh, good to talk to you, my friend, for a show since Monday. How's it going? Man, it's been a weird week so far, uh, like personally. Uh, you saying you were coming off a of sickness. I'm getting one right now, so I apologize to people listening to the show. I will sound like I have a cold, probably. Kids were off Monday, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., the holiday, and then snow day Tuesday, and then delay yesterday. So I'm just like the whole, just it's like the week that won't end in terms of just get my kids out of the freaking house. Uh, it's like it's been it's been a little bit a little different. Been staying staying inside a lot, playing playing a lot of games, entertaining kids. And uh, now like today's the first normal. So naturally I get sick. Today's the first normal day. But uh, but yeah, doing pretty good. It just you know definitely feel a lot, a lot more energized after the back to back days off. So we've kind of had like had like a lot of NFL stuff the game Monday night, which we don't have to talk about if we don't want to, because I lost a lot of bets, uh, but we can talk about the game or the coach. It was no fun. So we have kind of like, we have like three, three, usually it's eight buckets. Today it's three. You have NFL games. So Monday night or the divisional NFL coaching stuff. And then like everything else, like the actual sports that were going on the last two days, like the actual games. Cause there hasn't been football since Monday night. I, I, do you want to start with the Eagles game just to do it? How would you like to start? We can do coaching well, stuff I, too. I kind of want to get your I, take on some of the coaching stuff. Can I hit you with just like something anecdotal, non-sports related? And I feel like we, like you and I, and like everybody, we have the same conversation like every winter probably. I sure. I actually feel like this is what I'm going to say is actually true though. I, I don't think... I've ever heard of more people, and thank God, like these are not serious illnesses we're talking about. People get a cold, you're out of commission for a couple days. Ken and I both had a stomach bug that knocked us out for a little bit. Do you feel like this this winter so far has been like maybe since like 2020 when everyone was terrified of getting COVID that like this is everyone's sick? Like I think it's more of a surprise <laughs> when you hear from someone right now and they're like, "Yeah, I feel great." I'm like, "Clean wow, bill of health." But just, just you wait, buddy. Just you <laughs> wait, buddy. Because right around the corner, something's waiting for you. I hope that's not the case. Obviously, do you feel that yeah. way though? Is that just like anecdotal on my part? 
I mean, it's not anecdotal because I feel the same way. And if I talk to like my friends or my family, they feel the same way, I'm sure, because we have a shared experience. Yeah, I mean, this, I'll just speak for Connecticut because that's where I live. Uh, a ton more of two things this winter than we had last winter. Snow and germs. <laughs> way more <laughs> of both of those things that we've had so far. Bad combination, too. And uh, germs in snow, probably, to, to a certain extent, especially when my kids are playing outside. Yeah, I think I think you're right. But like we're like we're good. Like I like I feel pretty good. I I I don't know if I was that excited for the divisional round. Like on Monday show, we got gate like the Bills games going on. Shout out to us by the way. Bills in the over. That was great. So that Bills was really good. On. And shout, shout out to not us on the second game. But like the both games are going on. And yeah, we can do the like look aheads and it's probably this. I it's Alex. It's I don't care on Monday. Like what? I just don't care yet. I just don't care yet. Like, I, I don't, I, we have two more games to go, then I'll care, then I'll start thinking about it. So I did, at least mentally, I feel like I'm in a better place of, all right, like I'm thinking about the game a little bit, if the market is going to change, how I think the game's going to play out. Like, there's at least a little more of that. Monday, it was just all jammed in there to like, where it's like, all right, two games going on. And also, what would you do if it was six? What would you do if it was three? How about seven and a half? How about one and a half? How about this? And it's like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know when it's Monday. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Normally I have a better idea, but uh, more more focused i think these next couple days just having a couple days removed from the two games we saw monday maybe we'll do like a this touch on the monday night game and then we can hit some of the coaching stuff and we will get into before the guests start uh the the joel Embiid ran for monday where like yeah. like i'll say this for you <laughs> like i'll i'll say this for you like joel Embiid yeah. obviously does not have to win the award the bets don't have to age great he could get hurt whatever blah sure blah don't. blah <laughs> also yeah, like about icy he, in philly Right. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, he uh, he he did outduel Nikola Jokic, and the Sixers beat the Nuggets, and as a result, the odds. Of, so we we will we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit here. Um, but yeah, like I I had an Eagles ticket from earlier in the week at, at under three. I felt good about it heading into the game, and uh, and then the game, and then it uh, and then it started, and it was pretty apparent early on that I did not think that this was going to go especially well for the Eagles. But it's like here's how stupid I am. Very stupid is the answer. So the Eagles go on that drive and score the the Hurts to Goddard touchdown towards the end of the first half to make it sixteen oh, nine. Yeah. Oh, oh man! And I'm and I'm yeah. sitting and I'm and I'm clicking and I'm refreshing. When that son of a bitch goes to halftime, I'm just like, oh, give me, give give it to me, like Ryback. Feed me more. Feed me more. <laughs> click. Refresh. Click. Refresh. Eagles minus yeah. three and a half. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. So it wasn't enough to have the Eagles for the full game. Then I had to, you know, come back with Eagles minus three and a half second half. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I guess I'm still holding on to the last vestiges of maybe they can get it together. And, you know, like we had that conversation last weekend about Bowles and Sirianni. Is, is Sirianni the worst? Like, is that just actually what this is? This is, they're, they're brain dead, these coaches here. They're absolutely it's brain tough. dead. That it was is, really, yeah, it's not great. Yeah. And it wasn't just you, it was me. I like the Eagles no. also in the game. It's both of us. And I, it's funny because I was like, I think early on in the week, I was kind of like, yeah, like I think the Eagles are more likely to win, but I don't know. And I really, I mean, I, I like the Mayfield under props a lot. And look, like sometimes you're going to bet an injured quarterback and that's going to happen. And that sucks. I mean, it's really rough when you, you bet an injured quarterback and he goes nuts in the game and like looks pretty good too. It took off and ran a couple times in the game also. Um, and then at the same time, you're like, how much of this is just Philadelphia? I don't know. I Do you remember like a playoff game? Because I, I, I do think it's like pretty interesting what happened. And I, I saw a couple of people draw this comparison between how Dallas played against Green Bay 
they lost the game at home. They got down 27 nothing, and how the Eagles played against Tampa and almost people trying to figure out like which one was worse. They were both terrible performances, both seemingly could Eagles. have led to the coach getting fired. Eagles it, it was, was worse. Like Eagles, I compared it to earlier today. I, was, I told someone I, you're I think you're really good at Madden, right? Or you used to be really good at Madden. Is that true? You, uh, there's yes. Like when I played a lot, I was like exceptionally good. And you know that I'm not a. But listen, you, you know I'm not a BSer. Yes. <laughs> like, no, but like, but listen, like, if well, I played now, the answer would be no, because right. I haven't played in years. But when I played, I was outstanding. Yeah. Right. So the so the Cowboys like they made normal mistakes. Right. They uh, they threw a pick six. That was really bad. Uh, they gave up some bad third down conversions where Jordan Love made some outstanding plays. Um, you know, just it was like it was at least like normal football. I I've never been good at Madden. I've always been a terrible Madden player. And I also have I've never really played. I've never made it like a priority to be good at Madden. even when I was like in my 20s or in my late teens when the game started coming out and being really like really popular online, which obviously hadn't happened before that. I was never really good at it. And I was trying to explain the reason I was really bad. Well, there were a lot of reasons, but one was. I couldn't tackle anybody. So you're like moving, right? It's almost like if like a five-year-old had a controller, like you move the joystick around and the player's kind of running. And then I could never line him up to run into the guy normal, or I would hit the dive button, which just means you like dive at the feet of the player and nothing happened. Like you, I could never actually tackle anybody. That was the Eagles on Monday night. They hit the, they hit the dive button. They ran around in a circle and then the guy ran right by them. It was really, I can't remember seeing anything like that in a play in a playoff game. I mean, it's just playoffs. I, that's, I mean, it was jarring. And it was every play, every play it happened. I, I can't remember a playoff game. I'm sure there have been a couple historically where literally it was like, honestly, a team that kind of like got full of itself, had really high expectations, realized that wasn't going to happen and quit. I'm sure that's happened before. But this was like a really jarring experience watching the game. I, I can't, can you think of another historical data, even a team, a performance that was close to that? Um. Maybe that's not like as bad as that. I, I I don't I don't know if one really comes to mind like it that really because happen. and it's also and it's also really yeah. unique because with the Eagles coming off a Super Bowl berth the year before, it's like what a fall right. for a ten and one. Like the the example people will bring up at least locally here in nineteen eighty six, the Jets started ten and one, lost their final five games, but won a game on Wild Card Weekend, and then lost to the Browns in overtime of the divisional round. Prior to the Browns losing to the Broncos in overtime in the AFC title game with the drive, so not the same thing. So I think. It's kind of like unprecedented almost in the history of the league, what the Eagles just did. And we've had, because we've had blowouts in, but this isn't, it's not just like a standard wild card blowout because of like the expectations and just, and the, the incredible downward spiral. So, because I was talking to somebody the other day and I, I thought about this, I meant to bring this up on the show the last couple of weeks, just usually what happens is, and I think everybody knows this to a certain extent, it doesn't happen every year, like the Super Bowl loser gets a, a rough draw the next week usually or next year sorry the next season they don't play particularly well a lot of them don't make the playoffs sometimes it's injuries sometimes team uh, players leave in free agency because like it's sort of the disease of more like now everybody on your team wants a big contract it's like really easy to understand like you have that level your coordinators leave that level of success sometimes like the next year it's really tough to, to duplicate it but like this was like it was sort of like that, but it happened too, It happened really late in the season. Like, toward down the stretch, it'd go, oh, Super Bowl loser. Oh, like, they're str like the struggle. It, fi it finally it like took a season and a half. Normally, it's like the whole season for some of these teams that fall apart a little bit. I like, couldn't help but think that as they just, like, bow out in the playoffs with a whimper, lose to, the, lose to Arizona, lose to the Giants, lose this game. It's kind of like Super Bowl loser. Not, it's not a curse. It's just what happens sometimes when you have that amount of success.
What what's the most interesting coaching thing that you want to get started on here, and then we'll we'll turn we'll take it into next segment. Uh, I was behind someone in line getting coffee after I played tennis today, and I was telling my wife about the coaching stuff. That's a nice humble brag, Belichick by the way. That's I a nice little humble brag that you snuck, that you, yeah. that you snuck in there. It was great. It was great. Well Thursday, Thursday morning is always tennis and coffee. It's great. Uh, the uh, I was telling, she goes, what's happening with the NFL coaches? I go, yeah, Belichick interviewed again with the Falcons. I don't know if there's anything there. And like the person in front of me and the person in front of them both were like, what do you think? It'd be pretty good on the Falcons. Like everybody wanted to talk about it. Oh, Falcons. Like, what do you think? So, I don't know. That's what they think. That's probably what I think. Uh so I'll give you my initial thought on that is I think he's probably waiting to see if anything happens with the Eagles and was probably waiting to see if anything happened with the Cowboys. So I think he has the leverage now and maybe he ends up in Atlanta. Maybe he doesn't end up anywhere. I think he knows that he's got that job. And now with that in tow, now he can kind of like see what else is out there. I'm not inside his head. I don't really know what he's looking for. Is he going to interview with the Chargers? Is he going to interview elsewhere? I'm not really sure. It feels to me like Bill's kind of like, I've got Atlanta. Now maybe I can survey what else is out there. And maybe he ends up going going to the Falcons. And in which case, they should win the NFC South like next season if Bill Belichick is the coach. On the other side, we'll hit some of the other coaching news in the National Football League, including the Cowboys' decision to retain Mike McCarthy, Joel Embiid, NBA MVP, and so much more here on a Thursday. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Oh, we are uh, just getting started here on a tremendous football Thursday on the eve of Divisional Weekend. Well, I guess tomorrow is the eve, but we're close enough. Divisional Weekend, the best sports weekend of the year. Some people like the NCAA tournament. There are great sports weekends in October. For me, this is the best Divisional Weekend in the National Football League. We will start giving you our takes on all the games coming up at 5 o'clock Eastern. 20 minutes from now, the coach, Herman Edwards, stops by talking Divisional Weekend in the NFL with me, Nick Costos, and him. Ken Barkley. But for now, buddy, let's uh, let's continue to talk about some of the comings and goings in the world of sports and sports betting. Since you and I uh, bid each other adieu on Monday, our last show together, um, you had mentioned Belichick going to break, uh, and I kind of gave my thought. But, you know, I think he's interviewed a couple times with the Falcons. He's trying to, like, he'll have at least one job. And now I think he's probably going to see what else is out there. I, my sense is, is that Bill is not just going to run to this Atlanta job. They don't have a quarterback. Maybe he ends up as the coach of the Falcons. I just don't know how soon that will be. I'm willing to be wrong about that. Um, the next one, Ken, that I would bring up, unless you have a thought on Belichick and, and No, Falcons. no, no. I think you – I think you – so I guess my only question would just be, like, if you pay, I mean, you're going to pay him a ton of money to be the coach, obviously, next year. And, 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 that's, and they'll give him full control. Right. Like, what do you think he would do at quarterback? Like, it's, he's, he's old. Like, a, drafting a guy's not great for the, where he is in his life. Like, that's not great. So, like, are they going to try to go get somebody? Jimmy Garoppolo? So, I mean, like, then you're like a 10-game NFC South winner that loses the first round. I, I, I don't know that it would be Jimmy Garoppolo. Just that he's the first name that came to mind because I doubt he's going to be on the Raiders next season. Who would he bring to coordinate the offense? McDaniels? Probably McDaniels. I mean, just, they're going to try to run this thing back, and I feel like I feel like there's a chance it fails if that's what this is going to be. Like, well, let's try to do New England somewhere else. Well, like, you know I, how really? it will succeed. You know how it will succeed is if... Uh, Tom Brady comes comes out of retirement. Well, yeah, it's like well, Tom Brady from a couple succeeds. years ago. If if Dennis Allen is retained as the coach of the Saints, which happened, that's another that's another way it succeeds. 
And, uh, and we don't know who Carolina's coach is going to be, obviously. And, like, great job by the Bucks this year also. I mean, yeah. you'd feel better about the Belichick-led Atlanta Falcons. What you, uh, what'd you think of uh, Jerry Jones' decision to retain Mike McCarthy as Cowboys head coach? Did he – so I have a question about this. So I read the statement. Did he write this? I read the statement. Like when I saw it, it was in like a like an I, an iPhone Notes app almost. It was like two things. He didn't. Did he dictate that to someone? Was there a more formal statement than that? I feel like I, I, I saw know, him I tweet. I think he's like pretty sharp. I I thought it. I thought it was like a very like well. I disagree with professional. it. Professional. It's very yeah. professional and like very like well said in the whole deal. Yeah, I disagree with him. And like the decision to bring oh, yeah. McCarthy back, but curious, curious, what you like? Do you de- deal? I mean, he like to be fair, like he is the the winningest regular season head coach in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. For what it's worth, I don't think it's worth a lot, but I just do want to say that that is true. Yeah, da- Dallas is funny because, like, you know, I, I I said this a lot in the last couple of weeks, maybe too much. Like I I feel like I spend a lot of time during my day thinking about who I think is going to win every title and like w- what makes a champion and how to bet on them. And Dallas is always funny. Because they're going to be one of those teams. They're always going to look on a piece of paper like it should make sense. Like they could win. Like they're the de- like the defense plays well enough. And Dak's metrics are good enough. And he's always going to be like a top six, top eight quarterback in all these statistics. And like McCarthy's play calling improved him a little bit more. So like they're go- you're going to look at, well, what do they rank in this? And what do they rank in this? And what are- The same things, by the way, that lead to figuring out who all the other champions are. And... You're going to get some other teams like San Francisco and Buffalo and Kansas City, and you're going to get Dallas coming back when you run all the any tests. You're going to get it coming back. And even if you did playoff success, the coach won a Super Bowl. Like, how do you filter that out, you know? So I just – they're just funny because when we talked about it last week, I go – I even said before I said Dallas is like one of the team that made sense. I go, look – I'm not betting them, and there's a bunch of reasons you shouldn't too. But it's worth noting Dallas is on the list. Like it's just that's how we have to say it. That's how we're gonna have to say it next year too. I, I don't know if it's ever gonna be different. Maybe it could be different, but like, why is it gonna be different? I guess that's what that would be my question. Why is it gonna be different? Like they're not gonna be that many new players. It's gonna be a lot of the same players. They're gonna be older. Diggs maybe will play next year, but like some a bunch of other guys could be hurt. That's just how the season goes for every team. Just why, why is it why is it going to be crazy, new, and different, and interesting? It feels like it's going to be a slightly worse version of what happened this past year. Or 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 maybe let's maybe let's say let's say it's a little better. Say they win thirteen games. Dan Quinn stays, even if he Quinn? doesn't stay. I think like he may get a if he doesn't get a job. I'm sure I'm sure he'll stay. Honestly, sure. if I'm the Cowboys, like great, you can be awesome in the regular season. You're gonna get worked like that in a playoff game. Maybe they are better off with like a new defensive court. That was it's as bad as it gets. Honestly, what happened on Sunday to the uh, to the Dallas Cowboys defense? What I would say is okay, great. Like you go thirteen and four, you go fourteen and three. Um, whether it's the wild card round next year, or maybe they're the one seed, right? They win the NFC East. They have the best record in the conference. They they are the one team with close the bye in the NFC playoffs. They're close to it this year. So let's say Dallas, whatever, favored in that game. You lay the Dallas Cowboys, you the person watching or listening. As the game's about to start and the television cameras are panning the field and the sidelines and you see that Mike McCarthy, like the Michelin man in his, in his, in his extra-large Cowboys jacket, you're going to be... Uh, You'll be filled with confidence? Or are you going to get that pit in your stomach? It's like uh, that Eagle song, get the, the, the peaceful, easy feeling. That's not the feeling you're going to have. You're going to have the feeling like, oh, bleep. 
What did I just do? Like, that's the problem here, man. Great, you could go 13-5, and 14-3. It's not a regular season conversation. Maybe we'll like Dallas's win total over next year, right? Depending on how the offseason goes. It's just that when you get to the playoffs, who, who wants Mike McCarthy and Dak in a big spot? Like, who wants that? I don't. Well, I, I, I regret betting like, the them on last Sunday. Two years. Right. The last two, like, I I actually felt like they got a little bit of a raw deal off of the last two postseasons because, like, that's the Niners. And last year it was at their place and you were a dog. Like, they're not supposed to win that game. Who's who's supposed to win that game? Like, I mean, it's like there's just the, – the Niners are just really, really good and they're at a level that a lot of people can't reach and they were hosting the game. And, yeah, like the Niners came in. I was going back through the two postseasons ago, Sunday 4:30 wild card game. That was what, like Dallas 3 against San Francisco and the Niners won the game. Then that uh, You bet San Francisco, so I bet Dallas. That was no fun. But, but that year was so funny because the Niners actually, from a statistical standpoint, it's one of the things that was interesting about the game. It's one of the reasons why the point spread was so small. From a statistical standpoint, they were so much better at some things than Dallas was. That's why it was a small point spread. So, like, yeah, they should have won that. But, like, even the last two, I'm like, yeah, look, I, everybody can, everybody should be mad. This is what gets coaches fired. But I'm like, I don't think either was that bad. Like, what's the excuse on this one? You're better than them at everything. They're all young and have never been in the playoffs before. Like, I don't even like the coach that much in the playoffs. And and he looked like, you know, freaking Vince Lombardi, basically. <laughs> like, the way the way he planned that game out. Let's take A the more ball. Let's get the Lombardi. lead early. Right. So I just, uh, it's just everything, everything I could have given a pass for the previous two posts. Like, there's no... There's no excuse here. There's no out. It's like a, it's just an impossible case to make for like, well, but you know, and they kind of, well, but you know, did, and they brought everybody back. So I guess, I guess I'm surprised only in that way. Like, look, you, you win this game and you beat Philly or you beat Tampa and then you go to San Francisco and lose again. Like that's rough. Like that's a three seasons in a row. You lose to the same team, but like, that's kind of how that was the, the most likely way it was going to play out. That's Okay. This is this is not okay whatsoever. Twenty seven nothing at home to the Packers with Jordan Love in his first playoff start. Totally different. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Thursday. Uh, we'll get to Joel Embiid in a moment, but don't like the NFC East and look, we got playoff games this weekend. Obviously, but just project forward to next season. It looks like the Eagles are going to retain Nick Sirianni. Like the report came out, I want to say right. maybe it was one of the two days we were off. Two days ago, that I think. they are like. Yeah. Eva- evaluating core or like like uh um like uh canvassing like co- coordinators yeah, sure. on both sides of the ball for next season which makes sense you can't bring back matt patricia by the way who looks like he's been like a popping ozempics like m&ms the guy's like gaunt at this point it looks like he's lost 100 pounds looks terrible like matt patricia and brian johnson ain't coming back for the philadelphia eagles but it looks like sirianni it looks like nick sirianni is going to be back we know mike mccarthy's going to be back maybe without dan quinn the Commanders have the second pick in the draft. Adam Peters, like a really highly regarded GM coming over from San Francisco. Um, may, maybe Ben Johnson's going to be the head coach Like once uh, Detroit season ends, either winning a Super Bowl or losing at some point in the next couple weeks. And I think the Giants are going to like are gonna try to trade up to take one of these quarterbacks here. It's going to set up as a really interesting division next season. And I think four interesting win totals as well for Dallas, Philadelphia, the New York football Giants, and the Washington Commanders until Josh Harris like, changes the name to something else, which right. maybe will happen this offseason. Can I, can I ask we'll you see. one other McCarthy question before we do MB? Yeah. And this is a Sirianni question, too. When the market for first coach fired opens... McCarthy. he And, like, how big is the price? Because they're, like, it's like eight, game, eight games in, 
Like it's like you throw him a lifeline here, but that doesn't mean he gets the whole season. There's no way that means he gets the whole season, even with this vote of confidence. And it was a vote of confidence, honestly. So he had the highest winning percentage in regular season history in the cow as a Cowboys coach. Like it was a vote of confidence, honestly. I mean, he's the favorite. Are the like is Sirianni second? But let's like, wait, let's do got, this. You you got, ready? They're both in identical situations it. now entering next season. Let's do it. Ready? McDermott, no. I guess like it could he any coach could get fired just like McDermott. Right. No, but like you, you, go through, you can go through him, McDaniel, Gerard Mayo, Sala. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell. Well, well, they start like one and four. They're not firing yeah. the quarterback. Uh, I mean, Tomlin came back, which we didn't talk about. They lost. He walked away from the podium getting the question, but then is going to be back with the Steelers. They would so, like, never fire him in season. Correct. Never. Right. So him, never. him, Taylor, him, Taylor, Stefanski, and Harbaugh are all good. All um, good. Like at least, like f- at least through the end of the season, right? Um, like you, if the Bengals were really bad, I feel like they'd move on from Taylor eventually, but like not, not right now. Um, Peterson going to be high up, right? Peter. Yep. Let's let's see kind of like what their coaching staff looks like to see if there will be like an obvious head coach in waiting if and when he would lose his job in season. Because I don't Ryan's, think they have one right now. Steichen and Ryan's totally safe and the Titans will have a new coach. Uh, Correct. AFC West, Reed totally safe. Chargers will have a new coach. Raiders will give Pierce the whole year even if it's him. Uh, and then, and Sean, Sean Payton gets – Sean Payton's got a free pass for a while here. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like then it's the two guys in the NFCs we were just talking about. Dable's yep. probably not getting fired in the middle of the year. It feels like even if they're bad, he gets the whole year. That's what it feels like to me. Especially if they draft a quarterback, he gets the year. Right. E- easily. And like probably another year. year. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Eberflus. Like Eberflus is a good season. one. E- uh, definitely not. Not if it, Well, I guess so. Let's say they draft Caleb Williams and they go 7-10. Right. and 10. Possible they could bring him back. Campbell, LaFleur, O'Connell, they're all good. Uh, all good. NFC South. Did you see, by the way, coach. just just, oh, just for yeah, context on the Bears, they're interviewing Cliff Kingsbury for the offensive coordinator job, so people will obviously draw the comparison, like or not, or connect the dots with Caleb Williams, potentially. Right, that makes a lot of sense. Um, in the NFC South, Falcons have a new coach. Are the Saints a fire mid-season kind of a team? Or is this going to be like Ron Rivera, where he gets the whole year, but like you know it's coming? I will continue to reiterate my stance on the New Orleans Saints, which is the GM who's been in Mickey Loomis, who's been in place since 2002, will do what's best for Mickey Loomis. So if like the tide's turning against the Saints and they start poorly, and he's got to throw someone else overboard to save his own ass, I I could see it happening. Let's see who they hire. That's the first step they made. Right. Let's let's see now who the hire is an offensive coordinator because now like there's no one else to scapegoat. There's nobody else. He's McDermott. It's like, except they've had more success than the Saints have had. Um, so, all right. So, like, Dennis Allen, potentially a candidate. Panthers will have a new coach. Bulls, is pre- Bulls at least probably gets next season, though. There's uh, one, two straight C- divisions, yeah. C- yeah, you know that. Uh, Seahawks, Seahawks will have a new coach. Shannon, Shannon, safe for life. McVay until he takes a TV job. And then uh, Gannon year two. He probably makes it the whole year no matter what, because that's, De- that's the whole definitely. plan the entire time. So, definitely. I mean, really, like, five coaches, something like that. McCarthy... Sirianni, Eberflus, Eberflus, Sala Peterson. Oh yeah, Six. that's you. You nailed it. Yep, you Six, you absolutely right? nailed Six? it. Yep. Yeah. And of those six, most likely to get fired first in the middle of the season. I guess McCarthy or it's, Allen. It, 
It's I I think it's McCarthy or Sala actually. Oh my god. <laughs> Rodgers back, Jets well, start like one and three, lose to the Patriots I, again. Oh man. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna fire the quarterback. You can't. Yeah. Like the coach would go and like Hackett would be the interim head coach. The Rogers boy. Like if you're all if you're in for a dime, you might as well be in for a dozen with Rogers. No, and you're in. How much is Alan Lazard making this year? <laughs> what does Jimmy Kimmel think? Right. That's what we all that's what we all care about. How many times has AJ Hawk nodded during this segment? <laughs> I said to, I said to Tyler once, Tyler's like a big McAfee show fan. I said to Tyler, I was like, what does AJ Hawk do? I said this like six months ago. I, He's like a security guard. pat myself on the back. Like Everyone presence. else thinks this also. Yeah. I, I actually I, I think I've now reached the point with AJ Hawk. I think it's like performance art. Yeah. I actually think it's great. <laughs> it's like appointment it's... viewing. You know what you're gonna get. The many, the, many the, many, the many facial expressions of A.J. Hawk. <laughs> it's like a, sounds like a Jane Austen novel. Next, next, after Pride and Prejudice, the many faces of A.J. Hawk. Uh, all right. We, we'll talk to Joel Embiid a little later in yeah, the show. On the, on the other side, we'll preview the divisional weekend of the NFL postseason with the coach, Herman Edwards. <laughs> Second and nine. Russ the middle. Sherfield was not down. Shakir, not down. Inside the 10. Oh, what an effort. The play of the night. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Jim Nance and Tony Romo with the call this past Monday on CBS. That Khalil Shakir catch and run. Pretty unbelievable play. Breaking tons of tackles on the way to the end zone. Gave Buffalo the 14-point cushion. They would eventually win the game by that margin. 31-17 covering the spread. Game goes over the total. Shout out to us. And advancing to take on their old nemesis. Looking to exercise the demon in red. Coming up on Sunday, this time at home in western New York. As the Bills will take on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City. Chiefs. We'll give you our updated takes on all the th- all the games coming up divisional weekend in the NFL as we move along. We got great guests joining us next hour in hour number three of the program. Adam Chernoff, Connor Allen, Rob Bazola, Joey Kanish. We'll give you all our bets for tonight in the power hour, final hour of the show. But joining us right now, batting leadoff here. This is like the Ricky Henderson of, of leadoff batters here on You Better You Bet. We absolutely love it. Talking divisional weekend in the NFL. We had him on right before Christmas talking National Football League. And as you might imagine, because you've probably watched this guy on TV for a really long time, uh, you know that the spot was absolutely awesome. And we are very, very honored. We're very, very happy to welcome back to the show here for the second time in a month. We feel really lucky about that. Very, very happy about it. The coach, Herman Edwards, joins us here on You Better You Bet, ESPN NFL analyst, former NFL college football head coach on Twitter, at Herm Edwards. Coach, it's Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. We really appreciate your time. Hope you and your family had a great holiday season, that it's been a great New Year's so far and that you've been enjoying the games how's it going uh you talked about the games uh very interesting uh this last week um uh, with uh, obviously two teams in the nfc um <laughs> going bye-bye early right and um just kind of interesting you know it's um uh, a game of uh when you think about it uh the quarterbacks you know and, and how they play in, in playoff competition has a lot to do with if you advance or not and it's been quite uh, quite the scene with Houston all of a sudden a team that um, rookie quarterback, first-year head coach. Everyone thought getting of the season Jacksonville would be the dominant team in this in this conference. And um, Stroud and, and, and 
D'Amico Ryan's uh, said, no, not so fast. Tampa Bay Buccaneers is another team that you think about. Baker Mayfield was kind of playing to show everyone that he needs to be the quarterback there going forward. And uh, what a game he had. So it's been very interesting thus far. So, Coach, I'm curious. We were going to lead off talking to you about, about Chiefs and Bills, but you mentioned Stroud and quarterback play, like unexpectedly good quarterback play. I think if you look at both Saturday games, they both set up the same way, right? It's a team that had a really good regular season, Baltimore and San Francisco, and they're both big favorites, more than a touchdown favorite, over like two new quarterbacks. And I think we're all, if you want to bet the game or you're just thinking about the game, with Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud, like, is this a real thing that's sustainable? Can this happen on the road in a big spot? Can it take a team even farther than this? You mentioned Stroud and kind of the surprising nature of some of these games with these quarterbacks. Do you give either of those guys a chance to win their game on Saturday, Stroud against Baltimore or Jordan Love against San Francisco? Well, you got to give them a chance at the NFL. I mean, there's always a chance. I mean, that's, that's what makes the game so unique, especially when you get in the playoffs. Uh, but um, now they're facing two of the better teams, obviously, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you know, he's been sitting resting, uh, and and so that, that that's going to be a, that, that's going to be a, a, a hill to climb. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, but I, but I think when when you think about quarterbacks, I think the, the key is this: is that um, when you get into playoff competition, you know, turnovers become a factor. I mean, a big factor. Uh, in, in these games and, and your ability not to score in the red zone becomes a big factor And all these things are the things that when you look at the games that are won and lost, uh, a lot of it has to do with that and, and how will they play? I think these young quarterbacks, the ones you mentioned, um, I don't think the game's too big for them to be quite honest. Uh, now the opponent, uh, you know, that they're playing better opponents uh, going into this. Uh, but, but, but I feel like, you know, the way they play, they played all year this way. And getting into the, the playoffs, I don't, I don't think it's one of those deals where they're going to look at it like, well, this game's too big for me. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that. So I, I agree with that, right, that Love and Shroud both are going to rise to the occasion, probably play well in their respective games. But, but Coach, you kind of alluded to it, right? The two monsters that they're playing against, the two number one seeds, the favorites to make the Super Bowl, and the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. So, like, yes, like both teams can win the game. Any team can win any game on any given Sunday, Saturday, Monday, whatever. Which team do you think, though, has a better chance of keeping the game close? And just for context, and this doesn't have to be a point spread conversation, both favorites about a 10-point favorite favorite like uh, Baltimore and San Francisco both about 10 point favorites do you think CJ Stroud and the Texans have a better chance of keeping it a close game on the road in Baltimore or Jordan Love and the Packers on the road in, in San Francisco against the Niners I think Love Love versus the Packers in the sense that uh, the Packers at times uh, you know excuse me San Francisco 49ers at times especially defensively um, they can give up some plays on the back end of their defense uh, you know that, that it, it showed its head a couple times this season. The Raven game against the Packers was a totally different game. The you know the Green Bay Packers don't have a bully defense. They got bullied by by the Ravens, the 49ers. This is one of those games where if if Love is given time and we can see he has wonderful arm talent, he can um, he can extend the play. Uh, that 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 is a problem. That is a problem because the 49ers, as good as they are, their Achilles heel is is the back end of their defense. 
in the secondary. They've given up some plays. This is the when, the when you look at the losses they had, it has something to do with the back end. That makes a lot of sense. So maybe Jordan Love could keep that game close. The total in that game much higher, 50 and a half. Uh, as opposed to the Ravens game, 43 and a half. So a lot more scoring, at least expected, in Green Bay, San Francisco. Coach, when you were talking about quarterbacks to start the interview, uh, how surprising some of the performances was, you also mentioned Baker Mayfield. And Nick, Nick and I know firsthand how surprising that was. We kind of like the Eagles in the game. I bet Baker Mayfield to have a bad game. Like, I bet him under some of his passing yards, all those things. I, I did not account for how bad the Eagles defense was going to be. So this might be a little different, right? You play the Eagles, who kind of, you know, limped to the finish line, didn't play, play very well to close, lost to Arizona, lost to the Giants. Now now Baker Mayfield and Tampa have to go on the road, and they have to play Detroit at their place, which is really tough. And this offense has really been cooking. They beat the Rams last week, obviously. Detroit almost a touchdown favorite in the game. Coach, I'm curious, Detroit, six-and-a-half-point favorite and a high total. What kind of game you see playing out here? Do you think Baker – kind of the same as the first two games. Do you think Baker Mayfield can keep this game close? Well, I think this will be a hard task in, in this sense. Uh, Detroit has beat a good team uh, in the Rams, a team that was hot, um, big-time offense. And when you watch that game, it was only a seven-possession game. It wasn't your usual 12-possession game. And Detroit had a lot to do with that, with their ability with their runners to run the ball, uh, take long periods of time off the clock, you know, seven minutes off the clock on drive. So it was a seven-position game, seven-possession game. And what happened to the Rams, uh, quite frankly, is that they stalled out three times in the red zone, had to kick field goals. And, and that was the game at the end of the day. I mean, they lose by a point. But their inability to score – when you think about Detroit, you know, Detroit had seven possessions. I believe the first four possessions, they scored points. So, you know, that, that's what you're facing when you face the Lions in the fact that they can run the football and they're going to take time off this clock and methodically they're going to beat you up. Their defense as well. Uh, Detroit, I'm talking. You know, they, they, they have some, some holes in their defense. But when their offense can control the game and methodically wear you down that way, it's very, very tough. So, this will be an interesting game as well. I think, you know, this is Detroit's second playoff game. Who could have imagined that, right? Detroit Lions are playing two games at home in the playoffs. And so that alone is quite the season for the Detroit Lions. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a tremendous football Thursday. Great to be talking the divisional round of the NFL postseason with the coach, Herman Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, former NFL and college football head coach, of course, on Twitter, at Herm Edwards. Coach, game of the weekend, maybe the best rivalry in the NFL right now, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills in western New York. Now, we still got to find out about Buffalo's injury report. Some of the members of their defense kind of up in the air right now. They're playing with third and fourth stringers everywhere to end Monday's win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. So as it stands right now, Coach, at this point in the week, who wins on Sunday in Buffalo, the Bills or the Chiefs, and why? We have about 60 seconds for the answer. Well, right now, I, I'm going to say, and I, I'm going to say Buffalo, because of the way the quarterback's playing. I mean, he's accounted for what going in before the season ended. He had 44 touchdowns. I think he's now got about 45 or something like that. But I, I like the way the Bills are playing. Uh, the Chiefs uh, kind of woke up a little bit. Uh, their defense is better than a lot of people anticipate. Their defense is second in the league. But I, but I think Buffalo will have the edge in Buffalo. 
favorite. So coach rolling with the Bills to beat the Chiefs coming up on Sunday. Exercise some of those demons. Coach, let's close with this. In about 30 seconds to go here, and look, like no one wants anyone to lose their job, so this is not what the question's about. But just curious your opinion, you're a football lifer. Do you think that Jerry Jones made the right decision in deciding to retain Mike McCarthy next season? And if the Eagles, and it looks like they're going to retain Nick Sirianni, do you think those two NFC East teams, and you kind of like chuckled when you came on, like, oh, the two couple teams in the NFC not getting it done last weekend. Do you think those teams are making the right move, bringing the two coaches back? We have about 30 seconds for the answer. Well, I think obviously it has to be right because they made that decision. <laughs> so it's the right decision, right? I mean, either way, whether you let him go, that's a decision. But I think the decision was made this way. They looked at their, they, they looked at their work, not just this year, but in the previous years and going forward. And, and it wasn't, they didn't make an emotional decision. They didn't make the emotional decision that when you look like both these teams lost and the way they lost, um, get caught up in that. They didn't let the outside noises make the decision, which is good. Coach, Coach, we sincerely appreciate the time. Thank you very much for joining us. Break down the divisional rounds of the postseason. Obviously, you can watch him on ESPN and follow him on Twitter at Herm Edwards. Coach, enjoy the games coming up this weekend. I know you will because they're going to be awesome. We can't wait for them. Stay well, and we look forward to doing this again down the road. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. The coach, Herman Edwards, joining us here on You Better, You Bet. My co- coach loves the Bills on Sunday. Love Buffalo. that. Well, you could tell at and- first he's like, Early in, it almost feels like early in the week. So, like, I'm, I'm not quite sure yet. That's kind of how I feel about the game. Like, uh, I'm not quite sure, but like for now, Buffalo. That's kind of uh, how I Ken! feel. No, 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 no. I'm not sure. You know what thing he felt best about was? He loves Green Bay to keep it close on Sun on Saturday in San Francisco. Hour one done. Hour two for you on the other side. We'll start at getting bets from our friend Adam Chernoff. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.